Welcome to Everyday Elephants, where we talk about the big things in the room. Michael Scott, yes, Michael Scott, he once said, Wikipedia is the best thing ever. Anyone in the world can write anything they want about any subject, so you know you are getting the best possible information. Classic Michael Scott. Today we are talking about information, misinformation, and the internet. But guys, before we jump into that, how's everyone doing? I'm good. I got a story for you guys. And uh, I think you might appreciate this because it really has a lot to do with my personality. But I live in Nashville, Tennessee, live close by Tanner. And Tanner, I had to go get a pub sub the other day. This sounds this sounds like a gift from the Lord. Directly from Jesus. So I'm driving there. The main road in East Nashville is Gallatin. It's uh, if one thing that we know about Nashville right now is hipsters. It, it's starting to become overpopulated. And the, the infrastructure is not keeping up with the, the population demands. And so there's like so many street lights, so many cars, you know, normal city. And I'm turning left into the Publix. But you guys know, like, mm -hmm. when you're about to turn left, you're in the left hand lane and you're waiting to turn left, and there's all the other cars. And then it goes yellow, right? Well, what do you normally yes. do once all the other cars pass, right? And you're in the middle of the street. You, you turn left, right? I put it in park. I get out, grab a cigarette, and I say, This is where I'm going to be for a few minutes. Well, you're wrong, and I'm right. So I'm just kidding. I'm turning left and I'm waiting for all the cars to go through and yeah. wait. I turn left, but then there's a guy that's trying to turn right and he kind of slams on the brakes and then I stopped and then he didn't move. So then what I naturally do, I got to, I got to move through this intersection, right? So I turn left, I go into the parking lot, I park my car and then immediately as I get out of my car, this guy pulls over, screams at me and said, you you know, because we can't put all the swear words in here because that wouldn't be good for the audience. And he used three of them? Yeah, three, three of them. Three swears? Use your imagination, really angry. folks. You hairy river otter. And uh, I'm like, okay, this is going to get interesting. And uh, so what do I naturally do where there's conflict, boys? Lean in. You lean into it. So I have the bright idea that it might be best for me to go up to this particular gentleman who's really angry at me. First to apologize because like... You know, no one wants to be mad at anything. And just, I was going to say, sir, I'm sorry. You know, we were kind of stuck in a, a position where you stopped, I stopped. I'm in the middle of the road. I got to turn left because the other traffic's trying to turn. And he goes like, don't give me that, sir. And uh, storms off. I'm like, but sir, he's like, don't, sir, me. Storms off. And he goes, use your imagination. It was some pretty bad words. And so, you know, I go into Publix. I see him. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Like, how does your body feel? Because for me, my insides would be a mixed bag of emotions where I would be like furious and also a little scared, but also I would be questioning everything I said, wondering if I said the right thing, if I should have said the wrong, like said something else. What's going through your head? Are you just like, okay, that's over. I washed my hands of this. Now it's time to get my pub sub on. No, I'm, I'm made for this. That's, that's the thoughts, right? You know, like... <laughs> No, I'm a little nervous. and uh, I wake up every single day praying for conflict. Exactly. I actually waited on the turn because I wanted to see what this guy was going to do. Exactly. This is going to make my day. No, I mean, I'm nervous. I'm a little scared. But, like, I went into it very calmly with, you know, I wanted to apologize, even though I thought that I was right and still think that I'm right. But he was pretty mad. So, you know, when you're, like, shopping around and you see different people in the aisles... So I just kind of, I, I don't want to make like snarky eye contact, but I, I see him and he's just huffing and puffing and I'm like, oh man, this is going to go bad. Well, I'm getting ready to check out and all of a sudden he storms up to me. I'm like, oh no, 
here we go. And then he's tearing up in his eyes. He goes like, you know what? What I did was so wrong. I am so sorry. You seem like a good man. And I let my emotions get the best of me. I'm like, yeah, you think. Uh, <laughs> you're calling those <laughs> things that I've never even heard before. Um, and, uh, and he was like, will you forgive me? And I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Like, I, I'm glad that we, we come to this resolution. And, you know, I'm like, you know, there is hope for humanity. You know, even though if there's conflict and, and there's, there's something like that where I went into, I had like an adrenaline rush, right? Um, it's all worth it. I think we have lost the art of trying to have conversations with people. Um, he said, my, my road rage got the best of me. Um, I almost got in three accidents before that. And then I'm starting to think, well, maybe you're the problem, dude. But uh, sounds, I don't know. I don't want to put anything out there, but it sounds like there's an issue with you. Exactly. Exactly. So um, it was fun. Now, what I've been waiting for, did you get your sub? Oh, I got my sub. I'm not necessarily proud of what happened, but I'm glad that it ended the way that it did. I got my pub sub. It was a great day. So living my best life. Got to have a little conflict, a little carbs, and you also got to like bask and not only were you right, but your your correctness was also justified and you got an apology out of it. Yep. It's a big day. Now, I told my wife this story afterwards and she freaked out at me. She's like, "You don't know if he has a gun. You don't know like what he could have done." Like, "You're right." But it all went well. I trusted the Lord. But I, and I think that's the thing that I wish I could like I wish I could lean into conflict better. I have a hard time with it. I don't want there to be any kind of bumps in the road. I want everything to be smooth and for us to all be okay. Ted, how do you feel? How do you deal with conflict? I avoid it. I just know, you know, for me, it depends on who it is. You know, there's people I have healthy conflicts with people, you know, something like Phil, would you know what he did? I probably just would have let it go. I don't think I would have flagged down someone in the grocery store parking lot. Ted, I had to win, man. Dear listener, please make sure you understand that Phil at the end, very forgiving, very much Phil. But also, Phil, some (laughs) dude just yelled at me, I can't let it go. I will win and defeat this man. With love, Ted, with love. That's right, because he even loves a competition. Which I totally agree with that statement. I believe, did Jesus say that, or am I making that up? As in Space Jam. No, I think I think it's that's something we all grow in is conflict, because Phil actually, whereas you and I, Tanner, grow forward in connecting and trying to have healthy conflict, Phil's had to grow backwards <laughs> and be like, oh, I don't have to have conflict about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the difficult thing is. So Phil, you you have to like lean out of things sometimes, and uh, Ted and I have to like lean into them, and be like, well, this is not going to be fun for us. Meanwhile, Phil's like, well, I have to let, let go of some of my fun so that I can have a peaceful conversation right totally, now. Totally, totally. And, you know, I, I probably should have never said anything. But this time it actually worked out for me. So, Well, and that's the thing, too, is like with conflict, even with strangers, you just don't know where they're coming from. Whereas like with conflict, like with friends, like if the, the three of us need to talk about something, like even before the podcast, we had to say, what are some things that we need to change? And for me, that felt very uncomfortable because I don't like sharing some of those things that's asking for somebody else to change. But with somebody who you don't know in a parking lot, like, you know, your wife was saying, you didn't know if he didn't have a gun or something. Like, because the world, the world right now, for all that it is, is, is nuts. It is a trash fire. 
and kind of what we're talking about today with information, misinformation, and the internet, we kind of see this play out over and over and over again. Because every time you log on to the internet or get on the internet, it's nothing but, but conflict or one side shouting towards the other side or echoing what their side believes with great gusto. So anyways, talking about information, misinformation, and the internet's First question for you all and for the listener is where do you get your news? I think more and more I try and I have to build a story myself. You look and you go, okay, well, I saw this on somebody's Twitter, but now I got to look and kind of say, okay, I've seen it from these different angles and to see it from a lot of different ways. So I don't know. Twitter's usually my first place that I see it, but I don't know if I have like, oh, I'm going to CBS News. Just don't really do that. I pull from a bunch of different sources. What about you, Phil? I agree with you. We've had this conversation a couple times now, and I think my default is Twitter as well. And I'm seeing all these different sources. However, when I'm on Twitter, I think my favorite thing to do, and I'm sure you boys are not surprised, to see all my friends, to see what news they're liking because then I'm like, ooh, you lean that way. But more importantly, when I read on Twitter, I read the article, but then I tend to try to find the other side of the story. What is, what is someone else um, who has a different perspective or point of view from the story, what are they saying? I think ideally I've leaned away from mainstream media more and more. And, and what I mean by that, more so the cable news networks, uh, because I think those things can be very extreme. However, those things land on our feeds and I'm listening to those videos, but it's just interesting to see the titles of the stories that they're trying to break and how different they are. Well, it's fascinating. Even in the last week, there was a new story about World, which was, I don't ever read, but it's a Christian news organization and they had their editor, a couple like under editors and a journalist resign because they were adding an opinion section and i thought wow that's i mean that's huge over an opinion section but then i realized well that's the struggle with news now is how much of our news is opinion versus news because opinion is not news right news is news and you it has to be this is news is just like these are the facts that are happening and going on Mm-hmm. Opinion is everything. How do you interpret? Right. Yeah. And and there's always been some opinion in news. I mean, the way news is produced and edited and written, there will always be opinion in terms of what makes it in the story, what doesn't, you know, all those things. But we've gone so far off the edge that news is being delivered and opinion is served right along with it. Right. And so it's like when you take a quote from a speech from a president or a person of power, someone being interviewed, and you're like, well, I'm just going to take this little snippet that makes this side or that side look either good or bad, right? right? So you're like bending the news to make it look better for you and your red audience, blue audience, or somewhere in between. And I think I would appreciate if news would just be called opinions. And then I would just be like, okay, this is, this is not bad. Here are the things that um, we are seeing receive this particular information from this source. And here is my opinion and my take on this. And if we could just name it that way, and I'm okay with it then. And we're in a much better place because it's my opinion. It's not necessarily the news. And you know how we always say, like, everyone should have an opinion. 
I'm not necessarily sure, I, but I, and that's true. Yes, I agree with that. But I don't need to hear everyone's opinion. And I think it also gets pretty dangerous and scary and, I don't know, maybe even limiting when you need to have the opinion of this person and this person and this person for every single issue that comes across the internet. I can remember uh, back in the during the pandemic when Black Lives Matter was one of the, it was the forefront of, of all the news section and a lot of people on Instagram and Twitter were all posting about these things and and I really didn't because I was still taking it all in and I don't often share my opinion on the news with the world. Like I just, I don't because there's so many different angles that you can come at it and most of the time I'm still taking it in and trying to figure out what I learned about it. But I would get messages from people saying, why are you silent on these issues? And it's like, I just, I haven't said anything because I don't know what to say and I'm still learning. Do I think that Black Lives Matter? Uh, yeah, I believe I, I love I love and care for people and what's happening is wrong and what's happening is heavy and what's happening is difficult. But I'm not necessarily sure you need my opinion on this issue. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think that gets us into a discussion about information, misinformation. What was it? Malinformation or whatever it is that there's like information. OK, here's the core. There's misinformation, which I think at one point as we talked about this, kind of was more classified as like, we got the facts wrong. But then there's a malicious information that's, we're intentionally getting the facts wrong because it drives our viewpoint. And Tanner, you had a good quote in one of our discussions around this idea at one point where you said there was a oh i got it right here ben sass the nebraska center he quoted a senior producer at one of the top cable news networks and i don't know the name of the news networks but it just says that he said we only do two kinds of stories those that make people who love us love us more and those that make people who hate us hate us more so that was somebody from a cable news a cable news producer said that and that kind of tells us so y'all are just trying to get viewers and you're not trying to spread the news or the the truth without opinion. I think before right. uh, Trump's presidency, um, CNN was ranked, I think, in the 30s for um, news viewers. And then when Trump became president, I think they went all the way up to like number six. But you could see right there, that man, that really boosts ratings. Now, were there some valid things that they needed to expose within that presidency? You bet, not denying that. But they had the perfect villain. People were looking for something and that's all that they were giving was that particular, whatever you wanna call it, information or misinformation. Well, and I think too, when you take, and you wanna take every piece of news and make it fit your opinion, you take things that are actually jarring and would, kind of wake people up and you've just desensitized people to things and, and by wake up i don't mean like kind of our modern day like sheep or whatever but things don't just like catch people off guard anymore like you just go oh i assumed that was happening because the opinions have been so biased and polar that you're not always going like oh that is a big deal well, and i think with a lot of the way that information continues to spread is it's, oh, I agree with this, so I'm gonna share it, I'm gonna retweet it, 
want to pass along. And it's like, no, you're not sharing the news. You're sharing someone's opinion. And then you're getting upset and frustrated. So then you're going to hold on to that as well. And I think we're seeing this a lot right now. Like there's a couple of like major, major news things that are currently happening, right? There's the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. There's that news that was breaking. Um, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but who was sentenced. He had the death penalty in, I believe, Oklahoma. They stepped in. Julius Jones? Yeah, they Julius Jones, they stepped in. Now he's still alive, which that's awesome. And then there's other things that are going on too. Like, I mean, I'm currently in Texas and the number of Let's Go Brandon stickers I have seen, there's just all these different things. And so it's like, well, what is it that we are sharing and spreading around the world? And is it actually news or is it just like my what seems to be my hateful opinion. Not a lot of times are we spreading around a hopeful opinion. We're usually spreading around this this hateful opinion, or at least that's what I'm that's what it feels like. Do you guys get that sense too? Well, but the the danger that we're building is echo chambers. Part of what we would look and say about the news is is that the news is the news. It is what it is. Now news has always been bent and turned and all those things, but whether it's a conservative right wing end or a progressive left-wing end, you could turn on your TV, your computer, your phone, and get news that you only agree with. And I think that's detrimental to us because what it does is it doesn't take and say, there are people out there different than me. And as soon as we start thinking that everyone has to be like me to be right, to be loved to be worthwhile we start self-defeating and so this idea of echo chambers that's what i think is the most dangerous is we want our news to entertain us we want to be angry and we want the people delivering it to us to just say what we believe back to us so do you think it'd be helpful if we break this down then of giving examples of how the news has really taken the Kyle Rittenhouse case and the different outlets, what we're hearing? Because I would say that there have been very polar opposites and it really hasn't been beneficial, the news that they're giving to us, the people, correct? Right. And so we just found out he was found uh, not guilty at all the charges, right? And we're not going to go into that, whether it's right or wrong. But I want to focus more so on the news that is being portrayed and when certain news and and I was following the case, I was listening to it just because when it was on Facebook Live, I was like, I really wanted to hear what's actually happening in the case. So that way I'm not receiving all that information from different news sources on my Twitter feeds. But when you have one side that is saying you can equate him to a white supremacist or where his intention was, was totally wrong. Or the, or the the witnesses that were up there, they were taking snippets of what certain clips that the witnesses said, but leaving out other important testimonies that really key for that trial. Well, they're focusing on the things that support their side, but maybe the one central thing that maybe a certain witness said was not even mentioned in that news. And then you, let's say you have a right wing side that is just saying, well, look at the defense. They just slammed the prosecution. It's a win. Like they looked, made them look like fools. They're, they're idiots. They're dumb, which again, I'm not going to get into the opinions about this, but when you have so much polar opposite information that I'm receiving, that leads to a lot of confusion and that's hard and that's difficult. And then I become even more frustrated. Yes. And I think with a lot of this is like, not all of us are 
even well-versed in terminology when it comes to what's happening inside of a courtroom or the laws or what's being broken down. Because it's yep. I, it's hard for us to receive the news as what it is, like the information of it all, how it's all broken down, like what goes into these decisions and all of this stuff, the laws behind it. Because uh, a lot of times we're just getting, again, the opinion or we're hearing from this reporter or influencer how they feel about a situation, whether it is this person is guilty or this person is not guilty or this is how it makes me feel and this is what's wrong with what's happened. And yes, we I think we can all agree that within all these cases that are being, you know, let that I guess for a lack of a better term, go viral, where the whole world now becomes consumed with the fate of this one person, uh, it really like it there's all these other conversations that are brought up with it whether it is race whether it is money whether it is power whether it is just corruption like whatever it may be well and the the fact is just with this case in general immediately battle lines were drawn right yep but to me like to step back and just look at the heartbreaking reality of this story, which is a 17-year-old shot and killed two people, shot three people, and immediately the response was political and, you know, both sides. And it wasn't like slowing down to say, what is our country doing all around that a 17-year-old did this. Like, shouldn't our hearts be breaking? Whether you are pro-gun or pro, you know, regulation, whether you are Black Lives Matter or, you know, whatever the thing is about CRT, you know, whatever, shouldn't we all be able to stand in the middle and go like, we don't want our 17-year-olds shooting people on the streets and the fact that people died yeah like, this is a like yeah it, it it has become a thing in our world and the, this is this is dark where people die and we just don't even care yeah and we don't stop we we just jump to the next part of the story we don't sit with the sadness for these families and these communities who have lost somebody don't matter. It doesn't matter how, how we lost them or what was taking place around we lost them, whether you agree with what was happening or not. The truth is, is like, there's some bad stuff that is happening and we don't want to fix that. We just want to say that we were right and this is our person that we're sticking with. Yep. So I, I, and, these, and that's what happens with all these conversations and these, these, the information, the misinformation, is it, it just gets even more messy and we're, just keep, we're, we're continuing to tangle what's already tangled. And we're not trying to take the time to fix what we've, what we, the mess that we've gotten ourselves into. Everything has become a competition. The Rittenhouse case seems to be less about the actual case and more about, I want my team to win. I mean, I saw people who were Twitch streaming this case. They had like four or five people on a Twitch stream and they're watching the case and streaming it to the world. And you go, number one, do you have a job? That is their but, job, Ted. Oh, gross but we are all so eager to be right that we've stopped caring about both truth and about people and that hasn't always been perfect in this country i just think with the internet 
everything is just that much faster. And so information, misinformation, you know, the whole nine, it's all opinion. I saw yesterday, there was a video of a teacher dancing with his students and a guy who runs a conservative satire website tweeted it and was like, basically like, yeah, but these kids can't read. So what does it matter? And you're like, dude, what, what do you mean? Yeah. It, it, it's dark satire and it's not needed. It's not dark satire. That's, Bullcrap. No, it, it is. I, I agree with you right there. But the problem is we have allowed this, not just this instance, but many other instances to say what is acceptable and what's not. Right. I agree with you. It's wrong. And I don't even know exactly what um, source you're talking about, but it sounded to me something dark that's not needed. On the other hand, we have allowed this in in so many different ways within our culture that this has become acceptable. Well, it's, it's the commentary... On everything. It's like, here's yeah. a teacher dancing with his students. Obviously, they can't read. It's a dad taking his kids out to the playground, and somebody feels like they have to comment on it. Um, I follow a lady on Twitter, uh, Emily Brunig, and she loves her family. She loves her husband. And she writes for a couple different news magazines and she gets hammered from the left because she likes to bake and likes her kids and it people are the worst it's published in yeah. like news places and people with blue check marks on twitter and you go well this is why we have information misinformation because you just can't walk past this like you can't just go okay somebody likes that that's fine because now opinion is news and news is opinion so if my opinion is the news then I'm going to roll in and talk about it because it's news. One of the things that, well, the three of us have been listening to is the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, uh, a podcast series mm -hmm. that I feel like plenty of our listeners are, are familiar with. Uh, but in a recent episode, they kind of talked about uh, basically Driscoll was releasing a book and there was some bad press around it. And that was okay because there was still bad there was still press around it like people were still talking about it and so yeah we can we're willing to take a hit so that we can make money essentially what that breaks down to in my head is i'm willing to lie i'm willing to be corrupt i'm willing to do what is wrong yeah. to make money because with people who have fame power fortune a following you can do something wrong and it just kind of you can you can run people over and you'll still be okay in the end because people are going to forget about it. Especially when you talk about people who have these blue check marks or a huge following, people are going to be are going to forgive them or say, "Oh well, no, no, that's okay. That's okay for them to do that. That's my person. I I love them. I care about them. They saw my they saw my Instagram message. They liked it. We're friends." Yeah. And so it's like where, where, something I'm bad at, again conflict. But I think with that comes when do you draw the line? When do you say I'm unfollowing? When do you say I'm not going to listen to this? When do you say that just because I grew up with these these ideologies or this belief that I can't do this anymore? And I'm just going to follow, at least for us, I'm just going to follow and walk in the way of Jesus, even, it's, even if it is less popular. Spoiler alert, turns out it is pretty unpopular. But it is the good way. My question is this. Do you guys believe that we as individuals spread misinformation? I wish I didn't. 
but how many times do you see a news article and then you get that feeling like aha and then you share it and you go dang it yeah because i think there's a little bit in all of us that wants you know we've talked a lot about what we want to be right that's it, the the point is yep. self-denial is growth is saying hey i can sit in this and, and so you know with that question phil part of it is saying you got to put work in and even like you know realize that any search you do on the internet is advertisement so even if you search a news story you might have to dig a little deeper because Google's getting paid more by this site versus that site. And, and, you know, so there's a lot of angles to it. But I think we're all at some point going to make the mistake. We just have to be able to own up and say, hey, I read this, I saw this, I was wrong, here's the correct thing. Hey, I'm sorry I yelled at you in the parking lot. That's having a bad day. Yeah, exactly. But it's also... I. I, I was going to say, I wonder how much information I have spread that was actually misinformation with me yep. not knowing it. And I had become, I became part of the problem thinking I was helping. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which And I think that's healthy. I, and and I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys. Oh, man, I wish I would have never posted that. I mean, Ted, I can think of an instance where you called me out on something. And I had to think about that. Man, I really should have looked deeper with what that post said where that story was coming from, mm-hmm. it, which is challenging. But yet, I think I'm more aware for the future of being more intentional about the the information that I think is information that I want to be able to retweet right. or repost. Um, and the second part of saying, you know what? I didn't get it right. I'm sorry. And I think when I hear that from other individuals, if that's a blue check mark that, said, that spread misinformation and then apologize for it, you know what? Respect. Even though I may not agree with you and your ideologies, I'm more willing to listen to you in the future because you just admitted that you are human. Well, and it's something I feel feel like as we talk about, you know, we're discussing, we're growing. That's part of the Christian life is going, I'm not perfect. And that God doesn't expect me to be perfect or I wouldn't need Jesus. So it's okay to step up and go, I messed this up. I got away from myself. I got excited. Or even like Tanner was saying, I just didn't pay attention. I was lazy. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's also like good luck keeping up with everything that's going on. Good right. luck. And that's that's the thing we didn't talk about is, you know, it used to be, You'd listen to the radio, you'd watch an hour of news, you'd read the newspaper, and that was it. I was refreshing my Twitter feed for baseball stuff for an hour straight the other night, and it's just like, I can get... Was it like every 30 seconds, Ted? Um, Yes. Refresh. It was. But there's just so much information out there, and we're constantly being weighed down by it. I've gotten to the point now where when I'm in conversations with people, I hope that I'm able to say, no, no, I didn't hear that. Can you tell me more yeah. about it? I don't know. Yeah. I so to close, I think let's let's ask this last question. Where is the where's the hope in all of this, or where's the grace in all of this? You know, I'm I'm glad we're talking about it. I want to be uncomfortable about it. 
I know Phil and I have had phone calls over these kinds of things plenty of times, but I think it's to the point where we're like, dang it, we should have recorded that because yeah. that was <laughs> yeah, that was that was the podcast. That was pretty tense. Just, that was pretty tense right there. It was so what I'm hearing in this is, oh, it was really good because it was just Phil and Ted. Great. Fake news. Well, we didn't think you wanted to lean into something that hard. It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> no, I think checking ourselves, being self-aware enough to say there is news that I disagree with that is true. There is news I agree with that is false. And it's learning to seek those things out, to to find it, whether we agree with it or disagree with it. News isn't about making us feel good. It's about the reality of the world around us. So we, we joked about this before that I'm very competitive, but in all reality, I also want to win at being okay, admitting that I'm wrong. And uh, because that is going to allow my friends, my peers, the people that I care about, my neighbors, to feel like they can approach me on certain things and we can have really great conversation. But I want to be okay and be the champion of being wrong and being okay with that because I think we're going to get to a better place. Relationship over rightness. And that's going to be our first piece of merchandise, relationship over rightness. And we're going to spell rightness wrong because that makes it a little bit more funny. Anyways, um... And I can't spell, so... (laughs) You're getting better, though. Even rightness. Rightness. Is that with a W or an R? Anyways, let's close this podcast out, guys. Uh, Thank you for joining us for this episode of Everyday Elephants. Make sure that you like and subscribe our podcast. Leave a five-star review. Share it with a friend if you would like. If you have an elephant in the room that you'd like for us to discuss, send us a message. So until next time, I'm Tanner. I'm Phil, and I'm okay with being wrong. I'm Ted. And this has been our podcast. (laughs) 